0: Hello, hello, Don't and welcome! Shout, shouting already. Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast, number forty-seven. Maybe is Hang that on, right? I've put 47. that on the top of. I've put that at the top of the menu.
1: I feel like your shouting is a precursor because we're going to argue loads in this episode because we got along so well last week. Can't continue. You're
0: listening to the voice of Steph Seelan. Hello, um, top level operative <laughs> at Heat Magazine. I'm Boyd Hilton. I'm the entertainment director, and we're joined for the second week running by our guru. Teacher, editor, producer, Best friend, legend, sh- Jonathan Harris.
2: Hello, <laughs> teacher.
0: Welcome. Or teacher.
1: Jean-Claude, as some people call him.
0: Yeah. It's JCH, Jean-Claude yeah. Harris. And this week, in the main body of the reviews meet, we are looking at Jessica Jones Season 2 on the Netflix. Mm-hmm. One of their, I'm going to say myriad, oh, a myriad really of Marvel-based a based a superhero mm-hmm television series that I have on Netflix Uh, we're also looking at action team which is a new what can only be described as a spoof action spy thriller from big Tom Davis of murder in successful fame and it also stars the great Vicky McClure winner let's not forget
1: lest we forget of the
0: unmissables award 2017 for best actress of the year
1: ah well done again
0: she was she was a delight. And finally, in a slight, um, what might, one might call, um, format change, we're going to be looking at the Oscars, which are Ding. on, yeah, this Sunday, live on Sky Cinema yeah. from midnight, including me. I'm going to be on talking You're gonna about You're going to be them. on, you doing I'm going to be Sky- a pundit, right, as okay. I have done for the last So where can we catch years. you? Sky, Sky 1. Sky, Sky Cinema. Sky Cinema, Sky. Sky Cinema.
1: At what time?
0: Well, from about midnight. Midnight to 1.30, red carpet. Yep. And then 1.30, the actual show. What
1: do you talk about from... I, ha- I mean, obviously, I usually watch you, but I can't remember. You don't talk about the dresses. You just talk about the builder. We,
0: ch- we all chip in. We all you chip, chip, in. In. It's a chip in. Yeah. And um, Alex Zane will host the Sky Coverage okay. from a glamorous studio in Osterley. Right. And I'll be there. So what we're going to do is we, on this podcast, is what I meant to say, yeah. are going to be pre- doing our own Oscars preview, John.
1: So we did promise you an Oscars episode and this is basically it. Yeah.
0: So our special Oscars episode... Is being incorporated into the yeah. bigger body of the Unmissables podcast. Being swallowed up, but we're going to issue our major predictions and talk about the whole thing. Before all that, though, what on earth have we all been watching, listening to? What glamorous events have we been going to? That's going to be my contribution. Oh,
1: that means whose names event? can we drop? It's only you who drops the names. Well, John and I are just here going back and forth from Morrison's control- every day. John can
0: control-
2: Yeah. Getting right.
0: a three pound meal deal. See? See, Steph's got
2: so many notes she's had to staple them together, which is quite
1: yeah. it's, a, it's a little booklet. Actually, hold on a minute. This is me being an eco warrior because what I do is I all t- oh, lots of bits of paper. Oh, this is actually a bad example. When people usually have print things out, I use the other side as my notebook.
0: Is that anyway. Kind of eco-warrior, but you still printing me. things out.
1: No, when other people print things oh, out, right, then right. I go and oh, gather them I up. Oh, I see.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you so are recycling. What I
1: usually do with the notes that you do, like this this will be next week's notepad, this. Mm. These oh, notes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Coming.
1: Anyway. Would you like to know what I've been watching? Yes. Okay. Can I just talk about one thing that I watched on live TV this week, which was so amazing, which isn't last week for you now, but... It was so incredible. I really need to talk about it. Have you been watching the new series of 24 Hours in Police Custody?
0: Yes. Well, I reviewed it on BBC Radio 5 Live. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Right. If you don't watch 24 Hours in Police Custody, clear your schedules on Mondays at 9pm, Channel 4. Not only is this based in my hometown of Luton, Bedfordshire. Oh,
0: yeah. Hotbed so, of crime. Well,
1: it is a hotbed of crime. So when I watch it, I'm like, oh. Such and such lives down there. Oh, I know that person. I know so that. It's, so it's fun for me. Yeah. But this new series opened with an absolutely stonking episode. So, John, imagine this. Okay? I'm imagining. Right. A man is being blackmailed, okay? He goes to the police, he's being blackmailed. He slept with a prostitute, okay? And now he's being blackmailed. And someone say, I'm going to tell your wife, if you don't give me a thousand pounds, I'm going to leave. You need to leave the money by a fence in a field near Stretley, which is near where my mum lives. I pass this <laughs> fence all the time, okay? The police say, right. You're not
0: involved in this story. Yeah. Yet. yeah. Just to Only I may have, tangentially. A I Tang- may very have been Tangentially. Very tangentially. And someone took photos of him with the. Hold on. Yeah. Boyd,
1: they? you're going they too they fast. No. Sorry. So then the police code, saying, Do you know what?
0: That was the basis of the blackmail.
1: Right. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, just that is correct. Thank you. Apologia. Oh, so it's a third
0: to... party. It's not the
2: prostitute blackmail. No, no
1: but no. they investigated the prostitute. Exactly. She was, not Im- she was cleared. Her okay. and her business partner were cleared. Of it's any a mystery
0: third right, party. Okay.
1: So they say, you know what? Let's set up a little bit of a sting. We'll put the money there and then we'll just have a surveillance team to see who collects the money. They have this surveillance team nobody comes to collect this money. What is going on? Twist in the whole tale. The in, chief investigating officer goes into the room where the surveillance team man is and says, we're arresting you for blackmail. The guy who was doing the surveillance what? was the guy who was blackmailing him. Yes. It, he started, it is mind-blowing. He started blackmailing him before. Then, he didn't know this guy was obviously going to report the blackmailing. And then he got put on the case. Is your it's mind unbelievable. blown?
0: unbelievable. That's like yeah. a
2: proper police drama, but in real life. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Line of Duty. It's
0: like Line of Duty, yeah, on a slightly smaller scale. <laughs> yeah. so,
2: but real, so but it's real. even more exciting. So
0: I happen to be on, I'm very glad you brought this up, because I happen to be on reviewing it on Five Live, and the, one of the producers of the show was on, talking about it. Yeah. And he was saying how, or directors, I think he was. and Because they've been making this show for years, like five or six years or something, I think. Hold
1: on. I Go think you'll find that it's actually three years. Because I've watched
0: all seasons. Three, three. Yeah. Not five nor six, but three. Okay. Yeah. And he was saying how, you know, really, it's, it, you'd thought it'd be a really hard thing for the police to deal with. One of their own it ends up being responsible for this black male crime. And, you know, it's a big thing for them to, to deal with. it. Are they, how mm. did they allow this on television? Well, he was saying, in fact there was no way you know that they're gonna, the producers the, the big team that's that's been you know in a situation of trust with the police oh, for this show up. for years that they could ever not show it the most incredible they thing they've yeah. sh- ever discovered and of course the guy who is the criminal the criminal is in
1: prison he's
0: also been featured in previous episodes so yes. like he's actually been you know in on the show before it's and they talk about how they got to know honestly, him a bit you know amazing. and what a shock it was yeah. and for a thousand pounds why? Why yeah. even so
1: That's, they said to yeah. him "We're going to have to go to your house." And oh my god, yeah, it was it just incredible. brilliant television.
2: So, so are they like? members of the police force who are in every single week. So you get to know them as characters. Yeah, Yeah. so you
1: get to know them. So they, yeah, and they usually have like, it's usually a theme and there's sort of three people that they have every episode that they've got 24 hours to literally in police custody to charge or let go. But this was just concentrated on this one sting because obviously it was so amazing. And I really thought it was going to turn out to be the prostitute and her business partner, but it was not, oh my God, it was just... Amazing.
0: The the, the it's the, worth
1: watching on catch up because it's a so camera, good. Of
0: course, totally for all whatever it's called for for uh, all four or four no four not for
1: a date. it's all four it's
0: all, all four. It Can't, um,
1: Can't keep up. All
0: four for all. The constant question that people I and I always have about this show, twenty four hours in police custody, is how do they convince the criminals and to show their faces, which they do, and Boyd. the people involved in these cases on camera? I have the answer. Go on then.
1: Okay, I'm telling you now. There is no greater accolade in Luton town than being on police custody. <laughs> Twenty-five in police custody. These people feel like they're famous. They don't well, care. Well, it's
0: a good point. It is a good point because what is, I thought particularly extraordinary about this episode, apart from the whole sting thing, is that the woman, the sex worker, let's call her that, yeah, who is who the one who you know he's the guy I met. And is being and the, the the guy who had sex with those being blackmailed, to her and her
1: business partner. Business
0: partner. Oh, just
1: let's just basically. But that you meet
0: them completely. There's yeah. a whole, you know, there's a whole interview with them which you see immediately. No, no, you know. They're not trying to hide. She's quite happy. Yeah. So I, I I thought that was pretty incredible. But and I think that what the director said was that they earned their trust so much. And they're filming so stealthily, mm. generally, that everyone's like, oh, I don't really forget that they're on TV. But with these particular people, with that, I mean, there's a particular camera in there, yeah. wherever they're living. Is so it kind of like a...
1: They, li- they live in a, a van, a, band, a yeah. van that's divided, yeah. and he's in the front doing yeah. all the business deals, and she's mm. in the back yeah. enjoying the company right. of others. exactly.
0: And that's it's, the situation. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and it's literally on film that them, you know, the two of them chatting away about this whole situation. It is it is incredible. It's pretty incredible, and and I think Please in the end watch maybe it. it's
1: so worth it. It's just a great yeah. piece of television. Yeah, you can't quite believe. You can't can believe no. it happens. So anyway,
0: yeah, very good. Right, very so good. sorry. That. <laughs> I just that
1: was a live TV event, but yes, catch it on all four, whatever that is now. All four, all four, all four. Okay, then BBC Three iPlayer. You know that series you turned me on to, Life and Death Row. Yeah, no. Yes,
2: I, I was hate Love and Hate Crime. Love
1: and Hate Crime. Sorry, right. Life, Life and, and Death, death row, row. You, got, you I, turned yourself on. I turned myself on, and I got myself <laughs> onto it. Life and Death Row. I've got a new, I think it's seven parter, which is called Mass Execution. <laughs> I know. I'm not loving. I know. Execution. I'm loving it. Your, it's, <laughs> but it's about it's about right. So this historic number of executions in Arkansas, they want to do eight men in eight days because that mydazolam, um, you know that nasty injection that kills you. Hmm. The the drug companies don't want to have anything to do with it anymore, and it's been reported that it, it doesn't kill in a humane way, hmm. and it, it's going to. What the drug they've got is going to expire, so they want to kill all of these people before it expires.
2: Oh As in, it stops being legal to use. Not like, not like the the date of. No, best the before. date expires. Bloody
1: it them. actually <laughs> expires. It's like when drugs. It's like don't take paracetamol after the fourteenth. It's oh, that man. kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. So, it's, so then, and they're not going to get any more of it, so they won't be able to have, do these types of lethal injections anymore. So it's eight people and it's all these different people's stories. And one guy's like, listen, I didn't actually do it. I really didn't. Please don't. And it's all about whether they get a stay of execution or not. And all these different stories. And someone who definitely did do it and he's
0: just trying to not get killed. So what's it called? That's not Love on Death Road. Yeah, it's Life life and Death Road.
1: Life and and Death Road, Mass Execution. BBC Three iPlayer. Because they've
2: had a few series of... Series, seasons.
1: They've had a three series. Series, yeah, is. of Life and Death Row. Life and Death Row is a really good series. Oh, okay, it's brilliant. Anyway, catch that especially my superpogs, my Mira. Well, she'll like that. She'll want that. And actually, she tweeted me, Mira Jade, to say that I would enjoy A Very Fatal Murder. And I had actually already listened to it. So, And I really did enjoy it. This is the podcast that you guys told me about yes. from The Onion, which is a mock crime podcast. Yeah. It's, ve- it's, it's not very long, is it?
0: No. No. no, no. So
1: actually... I listened to it in two days and it is incredibly funny. Yes,
0: hilarious. And it right?
1: doesn't yeah. take the piss too much. So I was like, it's fine. Yeah. Well it course. does, but in a funny way. So yes, recommend that. And then and the last thing I've watched, which isn't about anything to do with murder, okay. Bit no, random, but good. you know I love a bit of a history. Yeah. Bit of a history. <laughs> right, okay. So I've been watching on Netflix, of course, the Roosevelt's An Intimate History. I know. I
0: wasn't expecting you to say that. Well, I do
1: love a bit of history. Seven parts by Ken Burns, who is an award winning documentary. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. So he's best known for um, putting in like archival footage and like. He did the
0: Vietnam series last year, which was a a gargantuan triumph.
1: What hasn't he done? Yeah. But this Roosevelt one, this is like from 2015, I think.
0: Oh, right, right, right. But
1: um, every episode is like two hours long, but it is. Absolutely brilliant.
0: So, where's that on Netflix? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, right. On the Netflix, yeah, it's an old one. Yeah,
1: it's really good, though. I mean, like, it's just a a fascinating insight into American history. And because we've got such a doofus in there now, it just really like I thought I'm gonna have a try and learn a bit more about it. There is a
0: doofus in there now, there is a doofus in there now, but
1: yeah, it's just so it's all about um Theodore Roosevelt and FDR and Eleanor Roosevelt and just their whole like political dynasty. And also, it's just really interesting, um, to learn about. American history it's just it's really fascinating and the footage is amazing and I always think when I watch these things how the bloody hell did they have cameras at that time it's like the 1850s what what's going on anyway um,
0: that's it I'm not sure if there's any answer to that question
1: but don't you think you don't like they've got really good footage and you're like God, that's great.
0: Are you sure that's not, definitely not? The case. Yeah. Are you sure they're not historical recreations?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. There is good footage of Roosevelt. In the eighteen hundreds. In eighteen fifty eight, there's like good no. p- good photographs of Photographs.
0: Him. Yeah. Oh well, not moving oh, pictures. Yeah.
1: No, but there is moving His footage. You moving said. footage of him towards the no, saying no. moving like
0: emotionally? No. not not no. moving. Hold Motion on. pictures weren't invented till when... No, so
2: early but, 1900s, no, but
0: they so are, there up,
1: are... It. Yeah, early 1900s. So when he... Oh, uh, you so changed your tune. You no, had
0: 1850 just yeah. a minute <laughs> He was born in
1: 1858, right? Okay. Oh. So then you get loads of photographs of him. But then included in this documentary, there are like, there is lots of moving footage of him... I get you and now a bit of trivia for you I didn't realise so he started that whole term Rough Riders because he got a gang of um, a gang of people together rough rough, rough, literally Rough Riders and I didn't know that and formed this little um, army uh, it's anyway good to know.
0: it's good to know good Roos- Roosevelt facts
1: anyway I've been so crime and a little bit of history and that's it
0: you've run the gamut yeah. I really have Johnny what is left for you I mean we've covered Roosevelt 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 Roosevelt, Roosevelt. execute Mass Execution what are that you going for? Okay. Real what have good. you been looking at, listening to, studying, studying?
2: Uh, so last week, Boyd, we avoided through just forgetf- sheer forgetfulness to mention Black Panther.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, we did.
1: Oh yeah, should... uh, because, because I think that was
0: because I saw it. I went to the right. premiere.
1: So you've both gone yeah. to see it. Yeah,
0: that's we'll it. And
1: what's strange is I haven't seen it.
0: No, oh, how is...
1: did that happen? Do you think? Um was my phone not working? Did you just think forget to invite me? Just oh, you
0: want to? See, we we went to the premiere. I didn't even Fun. make that clear. Yeah, right. sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thanks, guys. Anyway, I mean, carry most on, of the reason that we didn't on. talk
2: about it last week was because we were worried that you'd. you'd Are you worried have about this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: yeah. Fine. Well, you know, just go ahead and talk about it. I said, was it good? Did you have the best time ever?
2: Oh my god, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a, a comical night because. Do tell. Well, it was just a bit. I don't want to use the word shambolic, but the, the premiere they we have... Said this it is now. first world problems, isn't it? I don't know what well, you were going to. Oh my god! Is I've this already about, interrupted you, John. And is you this just, about you not having? Is this
1: like you not having water at the X Files thing? <laughs> yeah, I didn't <laughs> have water is it? again. It's <laughs> it's like that.
0: I didn't have water again. Oh yeah. my god!
1: What is, <laughs> do with you the incredible know what thing, you was? really <laughs> need to learn to like carry a bottle
0: <laughs> of water with you. I do. You're right. You're not wrong. The
1: not responsible for your hydration. Well,
0: I admit, like I admit, I think the former I agree on, the latter I don't know, but. Well, it was the case that we got then. It was jam-packed. It was, you know, there was about 3,000 or 4,000 maybe seats at Hammersmith Apollo. Where the, so the premieres at the Hammersmith not, Apollo... I've got to
1: say, I'm not up with the amount of seats there at Hammersmith well, Apollo. there are a lot, <laughs>
0: a bloody lot of them. And norm, obviously, you know, normal pre- most premiers are in Leicester Square, like the Odeon right. Leicester Square or the So Am- why one. did
1: they have it at the
0: Hammersmith Apollo? At so, uh, Disney, the, they've had a couple of recent premieres. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was there. Right. And this one's there. And Disney HQ is in Hammersmith in London. This is very oh, London-centric. so it was Ease.
1: it is This is very
0: yeah. London-centric, but anyway.
1: Right.
0: And this is, I'm, I'm going on, it's, it's John's pick. But what I'll quickly say is, it was pandemonium in there, wasn't it, John? Pandemonium. And it, yeah. <laughs> and then, they, like, we got got our seats, then they closed the bar, and then I like, couldn't get any fucking water.
1: Oh, you, it, you nearly choose, said an F word. Two F-word. facts. Two
0: facts. And there was a DJ going on fridges, yeah. and there was a, whole, it was a whole thing. Carry on, John. Yes, yeah, what
1: was it good though? Because everybody's film, raving about yeah. it,
2: and that was the thing. I was thinking, do we do we need to talk about it? Because almost yeah. everything that's but been I, said I, about it I has been said. True.
1: I haven't read
2: <laughs> anything or
1: anything about it because I was waiting for us all to go on a trip together. But you've ruined that now. So oh, why I, don't you tell me about it?
2: So I've seen it again since. Okay, Ooh, nice because. But partly because I loved it and partly my mum's a massive nerd so whenever I go see her I take her to a nerdy film. You
1: went and took your lovely mum to see Black Panther.
2: Yeah, and, and not Steph. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and wow. Not. Mrs. H is a big nerd. Yeah, that's
2: yeah. Fantastic. A Trekkie and I she love loves it. the Marvel films. And stuff. Yeah, wow, so whenever whenever I go home if there's a Marvel film on we'll go or a Star so Trek good. or go oh to God, the cinema. That
0: is good. Um, well, that's so lovely.
2: What, what I was going to say is mm. like a couple of things that I think all the reviews are raving and they're yeah. all correct. But a couple of things that I noticed on the second viewing that Ooh. haven't been touched. Oh no, no it's not negatives. Okay. Is how phenomenal the score is. And uh, yeah. at Marvel's quite had a bit of a reputation for their main weakness is their scores are really average. They're not mm. memorable in any way, but this is fantastic score, really memorable. And the second time I was watching it, I remembered themes and it was like, they were, they were catchy, like,
0: mm-hmm. and mm. it's a brilliant
2: piece of music. And secondly, uh, the cast is phenomenal and everyone's saying that, but there's one person who the second time I watched it, I was so excited when we got to a certain bit because I knew that he was coming back on and it's uh, Winston Duke plays a character called M'Baku and he is great phenomenal. Yeah, he's, he's really fun, yeah. brilliant. I mean, yeah. they're all great, but I just remember being like, oh, this is the bit where M'Baku comes back.
0: I think it's got the best villain out of all of them. I think yes. that's, Michael B. Jordan.
2: I love Michael is B.
0: Jordan. absolutely brilliant. And there's a secondary villain, who, you know, as well, who's also really good. A
1: sub-villain. A
0: sub-villain, yeah, who's in kind of, in fact, you know, half the way through the film, you're like, well, we're, they're both villains together, really. Um, Are they friends in it? Yeah, they're kind of associates. associates. Are associates. villains ever really friends? Yeah. Well, Spiner yeah, that's like, yeah. true. But anyway, but Michael B. Jordan is phenomenal. I mean, he's he's about, he is much more charismatic than the main guy, than um, Chadwick Boseman, yeah. who's, like, who's great. He yeah. plays him as a kind of, you know, he's like a, almost like a still, classy, heroic king like figure it's a
2: much less showy yeah, role yeah it's a much less showy role
0: but anyway so I think it's by far the best villain in any in mm, any Marvel film I'm going watch it this
2: weekend as long as I can get those seats I need
0: and there's something uniquely <laughs> I love the Bond aspect of it it's very Bondian you know there's a whole Bondian Bondian Bondesque
2: I was I was gonna pull you up on this uh, on Twitter Boyd yeah. started a campaign this week
0: yeah I started a campaign what?
2: started I think is ryan... it to get us
1: 100 reviews because that's no. what we really need to be getting behind <laughs> no. no. Co- k is gonna go absolutely well, nuts when she gets back
0: ryan coogler the writer co-writer director of this film yeah and his excellent previous two films fruit of our station yeah and um creed right i think he should make the next bond film because this is very bondian hmm. down to the specific scenes that are like james bond scenes okay uh, there's, like, an M figure, Q figure who does all the tech stuff. Right. There's um, Felix Leiter type figure. You know, he's an American sidekick in a lot okay. of the films in, like, Living That Diet, who's, like, the Martin Freeman character. And he's just shown that he's got he's the yeah, the wit, it the smarts and the just everything is visually incredible to do a great Bond film. And I think it would be bold to get an American, a black American director oh, to yes. do a James Bond film. Uh,
2: at the risk of sounding like Kay and hurrying us on, I would say that I'll give you two podcasts very quickly. Okay. So uh, one's called Swipe Left, Swipe Left, which is tales of modern dating gone oh. awry. So it's a website oh. where people submit dates that have gone wrong or funny okay. stories from dates and they uh, it, the ones that are, upvoted the most turn into episodes of this podcast and it's, it's they're about 20 25 minutes so there's a short listen and they're really fun I'd imagine they're not a million miles away from the This American Life episode you were talking oh, about
0: so good
1: if you didn't listen to that that was the one <laughs> This American Life did about romantic comedy situations that happen in <laughs> real life <laughs> um, gotcha. and they did that on Valentine's Day
2: uh, and then the other one is called Switched On Pop which is uh, music professor Nate Sloan and songwriter Charlie Harding and they study modern pop music like classical music wow. so, with that kind of reverence yes. and really in detail. So this week they looked at Camilla Cabello's Havana, which is uh, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. and I the, the,
1: want it in Cabana that one.: Don't
2: sing too much. we'll have to pay you know PRS okay. if we're not careful.. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a perfect rendition. Like yeah, people would think that we yeah. were playing the song, you know. Yeah, and then we're getting she could sing
0: the whole thing as long as we took over. It, it'll It be fine. Yeah, is yeah. that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a review. If you, if, oh yeah, we're just reviewing I it, mean, saying yeah, it's quite tuneful. Yeah,
2: this is massively distracting.
0: Yeah, so they analyse that.
2: Yeah, and they look at the kind of songs that influenced it, and then sometimes if a pop song has something that is similar to like a piece of classical music, they'll compare oh. and contrast them. So it's really interesting, like and it good. kind of gives a sense of like. Yeah, like like I said, reverence to pop music that maybe some people because people are very disparaging mm. about kind of modern pop music, so it's really interesting Fools. to have two people who really care about it and actually study it.
0: That sounds very good. Wow, switched on pop.
1: You've raised the game once again, yeah. You're bring us down.
0: Oh, well, then no, <laughs> steady talking <laughs> of pop music. I wanted to quickly mention, I thought the Brits, I thought Jack oh Whitehall did God, a brilliant job. Do
1: you know what he, he can I just say something about the Brits this year? You now, say you like. I think in recent years, the Brits has been a bit, oh, I don't know boring okay and I have to say I think the Brits hit exactly the right note this mm. year with everything like I just thought everything was perfect he was the perfect host they had the perfect people on they got the whole Sheryl and Liam scandal which was great for people um
0: it was a everything. bit weird that they had um, what's his name, and they, that you know, and they had to cut half of it out. They wouldn't. But that is it.
1: always annoying, isn't it? Yeah, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick you're talking Lamar, about yeah. and it seemed like that whole thing went a I bit. I mean, wrong. It's literally, like yeah. What is the you heard about Do you know what I don't understand? What I don't understand about that is, look, you know, you're not you know the lyrics. Yeah.
0: To these exactly songs. exactly. Why don't you
1: just get him to sing humble? Get him to sing agree, something yeah. that presumably everybody he, can they, to. when they
0: get these people, he's, he goes, oh, I want to sing this song, yeah. and they go, All right, but we'll have to we'll have to blanket for the lyrics, and he's like, oh, All right then, and they just do, and it's just doing it for the people. Thing the thing about audience. that bit was, can, it was like about, I'm sure it was about 10 to 10. It was way after the watershed. I, I mean, on, you know, on Marcella, they're showing paedophiles and disgusting acts, you know, yeah. and they, but it's odd. It's odd that, that you can't get away with doing a song lyric
2: it's kind of become a Brits tradition though because they had yeah, true, Kanye right? all day and then Skepta yeah. last year yeah. and then
0: yeah. this year oh
1: didn't you think though old um, what's his name Stormzy was regretting that rain a little bit at the end
0: <laughs> too much rain do you think it was a little too bit wet. too much no I think he'd go with it it was I a mean, lot I mean I because what I thought him. was funny is he was brilliant and what I thought was funny was he was the climactic climax. he won best album he
1: won that he um, did that little rap
0: he must have
1: done that the day and <laughs> night before he must have been doing it on the way there in the cab
0: yeah yeah he name checked um um, oh, Theresa May in the Daily mean, Mail. Oh, yeah, yeah it's good. And it the brilliant. BAFTA but he did but there was an effect, isn't there? Because there's a thing you can do where it looks like you're being That's rained what on I think Yeah, he which I think Adele done. did. I think Adele did that, which wasn't in that. But he actually was. Yeah. He, was bit, he was pissing down with he, rain was, in the O2. It was really on him.
1: wet. It but I on thought oh, yeah. no, mm. it was once he got the top off. Oh,
0: yeah. No,
1: listen. Once he got the top off, it was fine. But I think yeah. before he got t- t- taken the top off, he looked a little bit like.
0: He had to wipe the water from his eyes. Yeah, but he did
1: it. And it anyway, was amazing.
0: Yeah, I was very. Got totally for distracted him. by that. The as, a,
2: as an audio producer, man, oh. I uh, got really stressed out I watching d- watching the water on the microphone. of Yeah, course, well, yeah. how did they even do yeah, that? I don't know.
0: Yeah, um, well, I will quickly. You know, we don't we don't want to take up too much time with my name dropping, but I just want do want to name drop some people because I went on. to the Baftas, the film Baftas. Oh, God, we last God, we've well, been so. You've been so busy. So many, so many awards. Who ceremonies. did your sit next to? I sat on Taron Edgerton's table ta- oh. and he was absolute delight. He was like, you know, pouring the champagne, giving getting me a beer and was telling me all about he's doing this you know he's next. He was pro- getting
1: you a beer. He, he got got me was a like beer. your bitch. He got the weight. Taron Edgerton's your bitch. Well, Unbelievable. <laughs>
0: he was absolutely Lovely. And I haven't seen him before. Yeah. So I've met him before and he was, he was so nice. But he was saying okay. his next he was telling us about his next project which is his Elton John film. You know he's doing this Elton John film. He's oh, playing no, it with the young know. Elton John.
1: Oh he'll be brilliant, And at he'll that. be so
0: good and it sounds like such an exciting project because it's going to deal with Elton's kind of like hardcore years, you know, the height of his fame. Is
1: this Elton John approved? Drugs,
0: sex. Elton John approved.
1: And did Elton John have anything to do with casting? Yeah, Darren? he's
0: producing it. Yeah. Oh, He was wonderful. involved. He approved the casting. It's going to be. Um, it's going to be really. It's going to be brilliant. And so that's. It's so exciting. And it's going to be a musical. It's going to be incorporate the songs wow. sung by him and others. Oh. So it's a proper musical. But it's going to be adult. Oh, it's going to be, be like fantastic. you know, not going to shirk from the sex and the drugs. It's, it's it just sounds brilliant to me. So that wow. was very exciting. And best of all, Daniel Kaluuya, winner of um, the Did you meet him? yeah of the Rising Star. Of course, I met him ten years ago on set of Skins and he remembered oh me oh
2: goodness. Yeah. It was. He I mean I've kind of him.
0: seen him See, a few couple of so times nice. since then but he literally came up to me and he goes Boyd and he, he gave me a hug and did I was like, you got a, hug,
1: got from a him. hug told him how
0: brilliant Get Out so told him I watch Get Out once a month which I do once every couple of weeks which I do did you tell him he's going to win the? Oscar told him it's going to win the Oscar which yeah. I do and he's like you think and we had an uh, actual conversation about why I think it's going to win the Oscar oh, okay. so yeah that's so Grotesque name job I think yeah. it's justified. And then the next night was the Jewish Night of Heroes. Oh
1: yes, Jewish Night of yeah. Heroes. Okay, so this Which is was a great. new ceremony.
0: It was very good. It was a new ceremony. And you as a Jewish it's like man. the Jewish equivalent of the uh, of the Pride of Britain Awards, John. Okay. And for celebrities giving out awards, including um, Tony Blair was there, gave out like the Lifetime Achievement Awards to the Chief Rabbi. But
1: is he is I, I can't remember. He isn't Jewish, though, is he?
0: No, no, that's not of non jews The Dermot was there. Uh, um, David Williams hosted it hilariously. Yeah, there were non-Jews were allowed. And was encouraged.
1: Joseph there.
0: No, but um, Vanessa Feltz was.
1: Vanessa Feltz, Feltz. the queen, yeah. some might say. Many ways, yeah. Of the she Jewish was on my she was on my table, yeah. Oh, she was. was she?
0: yes. Oh wow. She was there. Yeah. Okay, it was good. Well, it was very good. Lovely. And I hosted the Screen of Save Me. You know which we oh. reviewed last week.
1: Okay, boy, you're just getting boring now. I'm
0: now seen. I just want to say I've now seen 4 episodes of the 6. Um, the, the panel was incredible mm. Lenny James talking about his play was so interesting the director was brilliant and it was just scintillating listening to them talk about it and they're really they're really, really proud of it and it, is, it gets even better it's so really? good it can maintains the intrigue so cleverly so, like, there's so much stuff, new stuff that, that comes out in two, three, and four. So Save Me, I think, is out tonight on the <gasps> Sky Atlantic. Watch and the whole it, thing, it's going to be one of the best binge watches of your yeah. lives. That's all I'm saying.
1: It may even win an unmissable award next year. I think
0: it well could. Mm. Loads of awards. Anyway, come on. Let's do the meat. Let's do the meat. Okay. We've, we've been rambling for hours. Oh. We've got Jessica Jones, season two to review, John. <gasps> oh, yes. Goodness. Did you or did you not? Are you or are you not a fan of the Netflix Marvel Cornucopia. You've got your Jessica Jones. Yeah. You've got your... Luke Cage. Luke Cage. You've got
1: your Iron Fist. You've got your Iron You've Fist. You've got your Daredevil. Daredevil.
0: Daredevil. Are you a fan of them in general? Do you not care if you are not watched them before? What's, what's your position?
2: I have only seen Daredevil. Okay. Um, that s- that is the as best a massive, one. you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe fan, it's I'm surprised I haven't watched more of it, to be totally honest yeah. really, But I've only seen
0: Daredevil. This is season two of Jessica Jones. What about you? Have you watched, did you watch season one of Jessica Jones? I watched James? season one of Jessica oh. Jones because
1: I love Kristen Ritter. Oh, of course. I do. Okay. Um, well, I say, of course. I mean, fans I know you of love uh, Breaking Bad will remember her from her Breaking Bad days. Yeah. But I just like her. And I, I liked um, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23 as well, oh. as she was in, which was good. But yeah, and I good also Ritter think that she is perfectly cast as Jessica Jones if you know anything about Jessica Jones.
0: Well, tell us who is Jessica Jones okay. and what the F is going on in this Ryan. series?
1: Jessica Jones, okay, so Jessica Jones is a superhero, she's a super vigilante, but she basically, her whole family were killed in a car accident, and then she was kind of adopted by her best, by her best friend, um, who, she went to a bit of a horrible abusive uh, situation, her best friend had a bit of an abusive mother, um, Oh, I don't want to give away a spoiler of what happens, but she, her, her, she's got a lot of memory loss. She's had a lot of memory loss, but as she's grown up, she started a private investigation company. And basically she goes around solving people's problems and using her superpowers. In the first, I, I think you should, if you haven't, <laughs> watch the first season of this, you need to go back and watch the first season because otherwise so much is going to confuse you because the way that the first season ends, she's got a guy called Kilgrave who's basically, who's played by David Tennant, who is sort of mind controlling her in the first season. And you really need to know what happens between them in the first season to understand the motivation for the second season, would you say that's fair, Boyd? Yeah. I don't. I think it's hard because yeah. they talk so much about it. The second season is more about her discovering what happened to her and uh, uncovering mm. some of her memories. But the first season is about her coming to terms with her powers. And but you really do need to know what has happened between her and Kilgrave, played by David Tennant, in okay. order to...
0: And he's not around. That's, it's fair to say. It's At fair to say he's not around, but you two. need
1: to know why he's yeah, not around. Yeah, sure.
0: And and of course, Luke Cage, they, they, they got together, they got it on, didn't oh, they? Oh, yes.
1: Oh, she meets Luke Cage in a bar in Series One and, yeah, they, and they spend very, some time together. Yes.
0: Some very, some quite, I would say, rough time together.
1: They have some rough time together <laughs> where they d- discover their talents are yeah. a force. Yeah. Yes.
0: Because Luke Cage has got superhuman strength and unbreakable skin. Yeah. So when you, you know, imagine like, Having sex with That's, Luke Cage. You, know, you, you do yeah. the you do the math, John. You, you,
1: yeah, so I've done, you I've have done the
0: math. Have you done the math? Yeah, yeah, so, you, but the, you haven't seen season one. No. So, were you confused, bewildered, or did you did you get on with it?
2: Well, I th- I think I got on with it, but only because as a fan of this kind of stuff in general, I had enough of a knowledge of the characters. Yeah. And I knew, I knew right. David Tennant played Kilgrave, and I knew what his superpower was, and so I could add add certain things up together. And there are certain, I would say, superhero tropes. That you know, mm. run across other superheroes. So, um, this idea of memory loss and the, wondering where the source of the superpower is feels yeah. very yeah. 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 wolverine has Yeah, yeah, that issue. yeah,
0: And she's not happy, is she? I mean, th- no. this is the thing. She's Jessica, an
1: alcoholic.
0: She's an alcoholic. She's got a lot of issues. She mm. treats every I mean, she's pretty mean to lo, uh, her own assistant, that lovely guy who's an assistant, he's uh, Malcolm.
1: So gorgeous. Yeah,
0: she treats him like shit.
1: Yeah, and he's. Poor just guy. He's just trying to help. He's helping her out. She's constantly firing her, him. the best
0: friend slash step-sister thing yeah. whoever she is Patsy Patsy the young Patsy she's quite harsh she's just trying to help her as well Every, yeah. all these people are trying to help her and she's kind of horrible to them all but so the miracle my the big question the kind of quite cliche question but I think it is important mm. is she's so horrible to a lot of people can we like her can you get on with a show 13 episodes of a show where the hero the heroine is kind of deliberately unlikable
1: yeah, she's a massive bitch, but give <laughs> yeah, she is. But i was trying not to use. Y- but you that know phrase. why? But you know why she is. Yeah. So it's it's totally fine. I'm down with she, it. No, I agree. She's really likable because she's just really cool. She's yeah. like a cool bitch, actually. That's what yeah. she's like. She's like I don't give a damn. Like this is the way I am. This is what I think. You don't want to get into an argument with her. Like she gets into an argument with someone in this first episode, and she wins that argument. Yeah.
0: So she gets. She meets this. There's this rival. She's a detective. Runs her own detective agency now. Yeah. Right, which it gives you. Which I think is a nice kind of sidebar Mm. to the whole superhero thing gives it a certain different quality to it um, to other superhero dramas one Mm. might mention on Netflix. Yeah. Um, And there's a new rival private detective character who, that who kind of is deliberately provocative with her. Yeah. Um, And I quite like that stuff. Did you, I thought, I thought like I have an issue with the Marvel Netflix Series. I think because I watched I pretty much watched the beginning of all of them
1: yeah and then not carried on
0: and not carried on I defenders knew knew was so that was the one where they all come together Oh yeah they all come together even that one I watched the first few and I was like oh, I and I didn't feel there was any great narrative reason it didn't it didn't draw me in enough to ca- have to carry on watching it and it was the same with Luke Cage I love the first episode mm. I mean it wasn't enough even Daredevil I, I didn't think watch Daredevil all of it. is
1: generally received as the best one I think well
0: I've I think I, this might be my favourite now because I thought this was a really strong first episode. I thought just it didn't feel at all like a superhero thing. It was like there's about a couple of moments where she uses a superpower. She smashes a chair or she yeah. she kind of, um, you know, yeah, metal chair, it, it melts yeah. it. And she has a big fight with this dude and she wins the fight very easily. But I, I was happy with the milieu mm. of New York and the detective right. agency Let and the characters. And I thought it was interesting.
1: Right. Do you think, and I'm going to say this for all of them because I have watched nearly all of them. Do you think the thing is about these things that they're they're not because I love superhero. You you know I'm a big geek like that. I love these kinds of things. But I feel like I don't absolutely have to must, must, must watch them. No. Okay. I'll watch them yeah and I would be very happy to watch them week by week. Which is very unlike yeah. me. Yeah. I don't know, it's unlike There's you, no yeah. urgency about no. sitting down You're and Mrs. finding yeah. I am Mrs. Binge And they but but
0: it's too none much of these
1: on, inspire yeah. me to None of the series, no. uh, any of the ones we mentioned, have that feeling. They're just kind of, they're great, but they're not
0: no, yeah. absolute must. Yeah, they're not, riv- that, they don't, no, I agree, yeah. And I think maybe that's, I think, yeah, there's like kind of conflict with them being on Netflix that you've got 13 hours to to get through and you feel, yeah. like, oh, well, I'm, I'm get-. if it was just week by week, maybe it wouldn't be such an issue. Just, it's just but did you fine. enjoy it, John? I, I, I don't,
2: I don't think I did enjoy it okay, very yeah, much personally. Ooh. I, I liked, um, I liked, Kristen Ritter. Mm-hmm. I liked the uh the almost it's like a almost like a modern noir in the way that she kind of um voiceovers. Mm. The yeah. show and it's very and intentionally
1: done like that, isn't yeah, it? Of course,
2: yeah. yeah. Um I enjoyed that element. And yeah, I did I actually also did enjoy the fact that the fact that she's a superhero feels incidental yeah. within the plot of the yeah. show. It's not it's not a superhero show. It's no. a private investigation crime show that she just happens to have superpowers. Mm. I did enjoy that. I, I thought there were certain elements that felt for something that I'd imagine the the, the Marvel Netflix stuff must have a big budget. Mm. And I didn't. F- I f- sometimes it's it not, felt
1: it hasn't got lots of stunts or a big budget. Things has or, it? And
2: it, even just like mm. even just like certain elements of lighting and stuff felt quite. And I don't. I have, I, I feel a bit horrible using this as a disparaging word because I think obviously TV is so great now. It, it TV mm. can be so cinematic. Yeah. But in the kind of old fashioned stereotypical. A rude way it felt a bit televisual at times does yeah, that make no, sense i, agree with it, I yeah. know i totally agree yeah. with you i
1: don't think that you, right you know what it <laughs> is the most stunning thing that you see visually with jessica jones is the opening credits and there's got to be something wrong when that is the most stunning that the opening credits is really interesting visually but i completely agree with you there isn't there isn't there's definitely not a point in this episode at all where you think In even the bits where she's on top of a building mm. they don't Give you the kind of soaring feeling that you can sometimes get from. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder if it's all.
0: I think. I think they. I can't. My guess is they're going for a kind of gritty, New York, New York, (laughs) New York, York. New York. They're going for a kind of slightly grittier quality than the lavish spectacle of the of the Marvel cinematic films. But I agree with you. I think it is television. I think. I think there's a way. I almost think, like for example, save me to go on about that is much more cinematic, which is set in the gritty council flats of London than this. And I, and and I feel like yeah I kind of agree I, I enjoyed it I really enjoyed it but I mean it's just fine so it's my though, isn't favorite it? of the Marvels because I don't really like any of the others I don't really I can't be bothered with as any you
1: know of the I'm others. the only one who actually watched Iron Fist yeah exactly and I thought again that was just yeah. fine
0: but my favorite I think I love Carrie Anne Moss's character so Carrie Anne Moss is in it from out of um, the Matrix yeah and she's this kind of um, she got in trouble in the first season because she tried to seduce this woman in her. Kind of underling figure, yeah. is that right? Um, and I, I, I like you know, a couple of scenes of her in this, and I thought, oh, she completely. As soon as mm. she arrived, I was like, oh, she's brilliant. She's And I tor- think you're missing horrible, David dark Tennant. Force. Yeah, that
1: that is true. You do really miss yeah, David so Tennant. Far.
0: They need to get. I think. I think that. I think because it's been established now that these series are like eight, 10, 13 episodes mm. on Netflix. It. I think the storytelling is too drawn out for me. It's too languid. I think in yeah. this day and age, it's weird. There's a conflict between. You know, we're used to very tight. Propul- propulsive storytelling, yes, and yes. I don't think any of these series have that. And it's almost like a deliberate decision. Fine, but equally, I'm not going to obsessively carry on watching them. But I do think it's quality. I think this is a quality yeah, but show. But that's what
1: my point is: that there is nothing in there that makes you want to no. obsessively watch it. Which is a bit good of if a there problem. Was. It would,
0: <laughs> because it would. Yeah. I mean, sure,
1: surely yeah. that's their aim. Yeah. but there isn't.
0: No, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah,
1: not, not in none of them.
0: No, no. How many stars, John, are you going to give Jessica Jones? Marvel's Jessica Jones, season two, on the Netflix.
2: Three.
1: I'm I'm going to give it three as well.
0: Maybe, yeah, I think I am as well.
1: Or maybe three and a half. Maybe
0: I three mean, and, do and a half. I mean, do
1: like Kristen Ritter. She is. She's good. great. She's great.
0: She's really good. She's but, great. Yeah. Anyway, Marvel's Jessica Jones returns for a second season on the eighth of March, Wednesday, on the Netflix. And do you know what that day is?
2: What
1: your birthday? No, you're in December. What is it?
0: International Women's Day. <gasps>
1: yeah. Oh, now I feel like I should have given it a better score.
0: No, I give That's international. Not the hold on, I give no. International
1: Women's Day. Five out
0: of five. Yeah, we'll do, we'll that we all do. We all do. Moving on to Action Team, which is a spoof comedy action thriller series. It's starring on the ITV2. Now, as far as I'm aware, in fact, I'm pretty sure this is ITV2's first ever spoof comedy action thriller series. Mm. Um, it's going to start next what Monday. What have been doing? I don't know. The 5th of March at 10 o'clock with a double bill of episodes. This is the work of Big Tom Davis, who created Murder and Successful for oh, BBC Three. Can I just say? You I can I just say what you say, like? <gasps>
1: I've, I'm a little bit in love with this guy. Oh yeah. Oh really? I really yeah. am. Tom Davis. Oh, I yeah. just, I don't oh, know what it oh, is. I can see it, he's got something. He has mm, got something. I mean, like, he's massive. He's huge. <laughs> right. So we met him. I met him at. Um, the, what did we do? The BAFTAs. We did, we're yeah, back to television awards, BAFTAs, and yeah, he right. was just so smiley and so mm, nice. And he was really with lovely, that lovely yeah. guy from um Line of Duty, the guy who played the bad guy from Line of Duty, his lovely name I can't remember. Yeah. It's really nice, the tall, <laughs> thin guy, but um, yeah, he was with him. And I was like, oh. and then after I watched this, I was like, yeah, I love him, yeah, you really love him. Well, he's I just like a tall version of Boyd, review. isn't he?
0: It's That's like a tall t- version of he me. Like real, tall- he's like twice as big as me in every department. And yeah, he's like he's a huge... He's
1: just that same Oh, he's a lovely
0: guy. Oh, I get on very well with him, yeah. He's a, he's do you a really, know
1: him properly as a yeah,
0: friend? I do know him quite well. Will you tell yeah. him that I love I him? I will. Okay. So I should say, make that clear from the start, I am biased, John. John, do you want us to explain what the F this is?
2: Action Team. A spoof comedy action thriller, as we've already said. Yeah. Um, and it's kind it kind of follows a group, a special uh, forces group in MI6, I believe. And so you've kind of it's like spoofing on 80s action films. Mm-hmm. It's almost spoofing on my Action Man toy collection that I had as it a kid. It is. Um, and uh, yeah, all, there's also a bit of, I would say, your Austin Powers in there, mm-hmm. particularly yeah. in the fact that Tom, spoiler, Tom Davis is playing multiple characters mm-hmm. through the show. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, so I, I think, yeah, imagine my, my, imagine John's Action Man collection. Right, yeah, I've Via Austin Powers. Yeah, one
1: stop at Austin Powers.
2: On
0: ITV.
1: Yeah, with a little bit of A-team. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So. Bit uh, Mission Impossible. Bit. Yeah. Bond. There's a lot of Bond. Yeah. Let me just say. So for him. So having I've visited the set and um, interviewed them all, all the yeah. people in this program. For him, like the inspiration of it was, is he? Not, he's not going to be James Bond now. It's you know Tom Davis. he's missed out. Don't
1: say that. Well, there is a li- no. Hold, no hold okay. On. Well, well and I'm talking. him talking. No, no,
0: this is him talking. He feels it's fairly unlikely right now that he's going to be James Bond. Don't give up. <laughs> that. No. But so. Don't give up. He's created his own. James Bond, spoof figure, um, and the kind of world of it. He wanted to create a comedy show that had the kind of production values, funnily enough, of, you know, your binge drama. So let me say, first of all, I'm incredulous because I went to see some of the filming of this. And it, I think it looks incredible for a comedy. I like to comedy. Like, it looks better than bloody Jessica Jones that on Netflix. It's really good. So it has this very slick... It actually looks like a modern-day James Bond yeah. film or Mission Impossible film. So That's like right. when Vicky McClure's back at base running things...
1: And if you're... Justin, can I just say... Because yes. one of the only things that I was worried about with yes. this is... Right, we're all so used to Vicky McClure in yeah. Line of Duty. And I, the only thing that slightly worried me is like, she's in this. She's playing another uh, kind of police officer character. Yeah. But this is comedy. Yeah. And maybe this is not going to, maybe this is going to jar, but she totally pulls it off. It is hilarious. She, I can't believe how funny she is. She's so funny playing kind of the straight person in this. And she's just, oh, she's brilliant. So don't worry about that. If you were like me, slightly worried
0: about it. Yeah, she absolutely. And she said what, when she first read the script, the very first scene, you you'll know um, listeners, people on the ground. If you, if this is the kind of show for you, imagine this, the very first scene of this spoof James Bond thing is the James Bond character played by big Tom Davis. And one of his fellow agents has been shot and he's lying on the floor and he's dying. Tom Davis is over him try- trying to kind of help him out, and his penis and flops out so of his, of his trousers. It's, it's a prosthetic penis. Yeah. And um, so uh, Vicky's McClure said when I interviewed her, she said that first thing I had me in the search, was reading the description of this agent's penis flopping out of his trousers. So if that is your right, then who wouldn't love Why that? Did as they a decide premise?
1: to get her? What, why Because she is an, cause an iconic.
0: Because she, yeah. she's a kind of. a they got an iconic, her for
1: that reason because she was already. Yeah, they just knew okay. she'd
0: be brilliant. Yeah, in that kind of yeah she M she really style, of running things, role. Yeah, because yeah. she's with Derek Riddell who was in the Missing. Remember, he was in the he was the oh horrible God. psychopathic yeah, yeah, yeah. figure in the last series of the Missing, and he's in this as her psychic. He's a woman. I mean, he it's pl- so she, he plays Anne that. in full in a dress and everything. and It's not mentioned at all. No, what, it's, it, it it's doesn't need to be. It did you find it his funny as well?
2: I think, uh, like you said, that opening sequence is almost like a litmus test. Yeah. If you find that funny, yep. you're going to be on board. If you don't, it's pr- this is probably isn't for you. Yeah. And I'm not sure it's for me. Okay. But that being said, I thought it was it was one of those things that like, I could tell was objectively good. Right. And objectively right. doing what oh, it was okay. doing yeah. well Yeah. just wasn't... That's, my cup of I tea. Think if Does you, that make
1: sense? Yeah. I think if you find that type of humour like for me, and I know Kay, I feel like Kay would love this. I really lolled the whole way through this. Are I, you
0: dissing I, Are you dissing John saying that if Kay was here now, she'd be loving no, it? No, yeah. no, because like, I
1: agree with No no no. No, you want no, us no. To, no yeah, to see if I can no, get her on Skype? No, no yeah. I love you both <laughs> equally. I'm just saying that I know what John means. If you don't if you don't find those kinds of things funny, you're not gonna find any of it funny at all. It's not because the yeah, humour is the same, is, t- the tone is the same throughout. Yeah. But if you do, you will find it completely absolutely. hilarious. Yeah. I found it absolutely hilarious. I, the reason I'm saying I'm a little bit in love with, with Big mm. Tom is because there is nothing there is nothing better than a big, imposing man who's actually hilariously funny. And he is so funny throughout oh, this. And he's multiple yeah. characters that he plays. It's just I just
0: yeah, he I plays the he's, Russian. Um, he's kind of Russian villain, Shevchenko.
1: He's like genius. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's yeah. so alluring. All of, alluring. He, I, do th- I do. think he yeah. is alluring.
0: Other people in it, I want to mention Jim Howick, who's in. Bro- who was he played a horrible guy in. Bro- in Broadchurch. Yeah.
1: He is such a chameleon that so, actor. Well, I mean, he is.
0: Yeah. He's, he was, histories. He, yeah. yeah, he's horrible history. Yeah, he just does everything he's so hilarious. well. Yeah, Laura Checkley, who plays um, Monica. Oh the my Co- god, <laughs> she's hilarious. She kind of like she's a she's a she likes a man. She's mm. brilliant. She, yeah, she's hilarious and she's like quite, does good fighting as well. Does good fighting. That's my exclusive of her mm, character. Good fighting. And Coyote well, Awumi. What else has she
1: been in though? Because uh, she's, she's been in, really she's in Bridget good.
0: Jones's Baby and oh, Cradle to she... Grave. Yeah, mm. yeah. She's also a comedian, Coyote Awumi, who is plays Huxley, who is the is work intern? experience boy, oh God, and that's yeah. such a funny idea. Yeah, and it's he's so lovely, clever. and he's very funny in it. And that's and that's the kind of like the team. And I, I've said so. I'm for me, like I, my favourite comedies are Airplane. I love yes, the Make It gun film. Yes, it's very like yeah yeah yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think TV does this kind of thing often enough. So I'm like, oh, I'm completely on board with it. Yeah. You know? I, as soon as Tom Davis described this project to me, I was like, I think we're going to do like an airplane style spoof of. James Bond films, basically. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, that's that sounds fantastic." Mm. And the last one I can think of was um, the Touch of Cloth. Did you see that? Which oh, was yeah, yeah, which was there with Saran Jones was mm. in it, and it was like a spoof of all, all crime dramas, um, and was really, really, it was brilliant. I loved it. And so I think this has got that. If you like that, I think you'll like this. It's got that just silliness. They're throwing jokes at you. Yeah. It's rude. It's um, gross out. It's Slapstick, but yeah. vis- the thing that makes it unique is visually it's so amazing that they've mm. kind of brought those two things together. I, so I love it. I think so. I very-
1: think it's unashamedly slapstick, which is of what cool, which completely. I think is really refreshing. Certainly. Actually,
0: yeah. Five stars.
1: Five stars from me. Oh, John, I'm so upset you didn't li- <laughs> like. But you didn't like it because it's not your type of humour, not it because just, you didn't like. Yeah,
2: it Yeah, gross out. I think gross out doesn't do anything for me personally. But I, I did, and I, but I did enjoy it. And there were gags like there's a gag later in the episode that I won't spoil. But uh, K- Koyoide Awumi, I think I could watch that man do his taxes. He's just—he yeah. seems like someone who's just got funny bones. Yeah. Like his facial
0: expressions are brilliant.
2: And um, yeah, Vicky McClure's revelation Vicky McClure at how a revelation. funny she was
0: in this. What's your what's your favourite comedy then? Oh, oh, uh,
2: Flight of the Concords. Oh, oh but
1: see that—that yeah. that would make me think.
0: Oh, you yeah, Flight Conchords, but yeah, good oh, in, interesting. In, just gauging it, just gauging it. Have you given a story yet?
1: I've given it five, I'll be able to give it five, five. Oh, you haven't for given a story. No, yeah. you're
0: building up. Three and a half. Thank you. Um, action John, team. No, four. no, he's, he was honest. He's, he's a kind of thing. That's fine. No, that's fine.
1: no I don't think it's is... It isn't acceptable because it, I think.
0: I've got to be honest. Can't. But he's
1: taken it off, right, a point and a half because he didn't find it funny, and I think that's too much.
0: But if he didn't find it funny, that's his honest reaction. You can't pretend he found it funny. I mean, I love it. I'm, you know, I'm. I think okay. there's
2: enough love in this room for yeah. it. And I have admitted, hopefully enough times, that but just so it's everyone totally knows
1: my... That you're, it's only because it's your sense of humour you know, is at fault here.
0: I'm totally to blame. Yeah, don't be a star rating fascist, that's all <laughs> I'm, I'm saying. Just, well... An SRF. Okay,
1: don't be all right.
0: Uh, action team, ITV2, next Monday, the 5th of March, 10pm, it kicks off with a double bill. And everyone will find it funny, apart from John. <laughs> that's unfair. It's yeah.
2: great as well that um, ITV is investing it is in comedy like this. Is exactly. Really
0: cool? Stop
1: ITV. trying to make it better, okay? You've done no, that's something it, no, bad. No, that's
0: a genuinely good point. Kudos to them because, like, you know, time wasters it is unexpected. Yeah, time wasters. exactly. Yeah, ITV2 is the place to go for comedy. I mean, forget ITV comedy, but ITV2, definitely. Finally, oh. it's our special Oscars preview. Ding! <laughs>
1: that's a specially big ting.
0: Jimmy Kimmel, for the second year in a row, is hosting. At the Oscars in America, at the Kodak Theatre in Los Angeles on Sunday night, Um, the actual um, ceremony will kick off 1:30 a.m. our time. Steph,
1: okay, 1:30 a.m. Now, where can people watch the Sky Cinema Oscars,
0: which is like a special, and Now TV? If you want, you can watch it on Now TV.
1: Sky Cinema Oscars. Now, obviously, you need to have watched every film before you watch the Oscars. That Um, is the law. That's
0: fine. Let me say though that. It's very exciting because I think two main reasons for me. So for me, the, the two big deals with the Oscars this year are: one, how does Jimmy Kimmel, how everyone deal with the whole Me Too, you know, post Harvey, this is the first Oscar since Harvey Weinstein revelations. Mm-hmm. So a year ago, for the last two decades or whatever, whole of Hollywood's been enthralled to Harvey bloody Weinstein. Now it com- it's completely the opposite case. Obviously, yeah. he's persona non grata. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to be ignoring him, but. Um, so that's one interesting thing and everyone everyone, you know the BAFTAs everyone wore black or a lot of people wore black and they have badges and all that and obviously it's a thing that will be addressed but the extent to which it is I think is interesting but I'm really excited by the best picture which I think is the most open best picture um, category for years well
1: this whole the Oscars now if you don't listen regularly then I mean shame on you but also as Boyd explained a couple of weeks ago I think I didn't realise how the Oscars kind of was scored. Okay, so can we yeah. just very quickly say it again? Because it's so yeah, the fascinating. Yeah,
0: the best picture is a preferential ballot, which means of just, you don't just vote for your winner and that's it. You vote for, um, I think it's your, you know, like, in, in order. And so it means that a film that gets um, lots of votes, like, a film that's not particularly contentious will get lots of votes. Yeah. Because if everyone loves it a bit then it'll be in everyone's top five. Whereas a film that is quite different and unusual and weird might just get a certain type of Oscar voter Mm -hmm. voting at number one if it wasn't a preferential ballot. Does that make sense? Yeah. So
1: it's not like we, the way we were saying it before was basically it's, the, if you get a Marmite film yeah. that low, you think yeah. all your friends love, so everyone's loved, so it's definitely going to win the Oscar. That's not necessarily what's going to win. It's the one that everyone just thought was brilliant. Yeah, well, the, across the, the board has
0: the most. The one that has the most people liking it quite a lot. Yeah, that's the key.
1: Which just blows my mind.
0: But we'll get to that. We'll get right. to the best picture. Obviously, we'll leave that to last, and let's okay. let's talk through. I think the main categories. I'm going to quickly mention a couple of the kind of um, you know the outside. First of all. Um, Original score, I think, is interesting. Johnny Greenwood, unbelievably, did not win the BAFTA for Phantom Thread, which I think generally there's a that feeling, come I on, bloody is hell. Stupid. Yeah, because he famously was denied it for There Will Be Blood, his previous film. I,
2: was on. it on the Adam Buxton podcast? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, they talked about it on the Adam Buxton podcast. That is podcast. so stupid. Yeah. Who did so win the BAFTA? Alexander Desplat won the BAFTA for The Shape of Water. No. And Alexander Desplat is a very... People love his... He's had, I mean, it's a beautiful score for that film. He does do beautiful scores, but I feel... I I mean, feel- he's got
1: an absolutely brilliant surname but, but DeSplatt, he's that yeah. displat but he still should yeah. have one on that.
0: No. I mean I hope Greenwood wins but do we think do we have uh, any feeling
1: right I feel like Johnny Greenwood one thousand billion percent should yeah. win the Oscar if he doesn't okay. win the Oscar I yeah. but I did like the I do like Dunkirk but I just think he does something so magical he he is that the score is a character for, yes. th- for the Phantom thread would you agree with I that agree, like, yeah. and that's it's why a, it deserves a, to win. a huge
0: element of the film yeah, yeah. Have you, Johnny, I haven't seen, you haven't seen Fred, it uh, so I'm not yeah, I can't really enough. say anything's yeah.
2: better however I did actually really enjoy the three billboards soundtrack because it it kind of gave it a western feel which is fun because yeah, it kind really of nice, mirrors yeah. with the plot
0: yeah correct I agree couldn't you mention film editing I just oh, I want because f- Baby Driver won a lot of the editing yeah. awards in the build. Yeah. it won the BAFTA it would be amazing if Baby Driver Edgar Wright's Baby Driver won this award but it is up against Dunkirk
1: it's not going to win against Dunkirk.
0: It could do. Mary it's it's won, no, won a lot of the prestigious votes. Um, yeah, but they've votes. got the... I just think... I Bobby, think it will.
1: I don't think anyone wants to give Baby Driver anything now after Kevin Spacey. I'm sorry. Um,
0: I just not No, don't no I don't sure. think they'll hold that, hold that against it. Did you no. watch
2: Dunkirk and think, this is excellent editing?
1: I came out of there and I said to my husband, do you know what? I've never seen better editing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. That's Back me up on this one, Oscar. John.
0: I think I think um, Baby Driver stands a good chance.
2: I, I think it... Yeah, agreed.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Thanks. cinematography is <laughs> interesting because the legend that is Roger Deakins hasn't won, and he's he, oh,
1: he's going to win
0: Blade Runner twenty fourteen. Of course, he's
1: going to win. That's I,
2: one of those ones where it's almost like, as well as for this, yeah. it's for all the opportunities all the you should have won yeah, in the past.
1: Yeah. I can't see what, which of those others. So well, dark.
0: Dunkirk is incredible. Dunkirk looks brilliant. Height yeah, Band, but, yeah I
1: mean, as, you know how much I hate Blade Runner, but I will give it its props. It should definitely deserves to yeah, win for
0: cinematography. Yeah, it, in does, it does. Uh, yeah, And I hope it wins for special effects, which it did at the BAFTA as well, as far as I can remember. Then the screenplays are interesting. I think Three Billboards would definitely win original screenplays, up against The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird and the Shape of Water. But it's a pretty big, tough category I because think, all of those films are brilliantly I written. I think
1: The Big Sick might win because generally everybody likes that film.
0: Yeah, but I th- no, I think it's a bit of an outsider because Get Out, Lady Bird, Shape of Water and Three Billboards are all giants.
2: That's the the original screenplay for me. Is the category where there isn't a single one where you're thinking, oh, "What's that doing there?" There's, no, yeah, they're all, they're all really solid. Yeah,
0: yeah. The, the other thing mm. is, three Boards, as we could talk about with best just faced a slight backlash, but so you know, but I still think it might. You
1: yeah. are. You are dogged in talking about the backlash I of am. Three but Billboards. But you have to recognise the
0: backlash. There was a okay. lash and it was back. I think
2: the backlash for Three Billboards will have a massive effect. Oh, there the we go, stage. you see.
1: But, but, I mean, I have to say, I haven't heard about this backlash apart from you keep banging I know, but back. in America, if you lived in America, yeah, you would. It's, an, it's,
0: an, I it's, think it's, it's an palpable. Thing. Yeah, it's palpable.
1: I'm going to ask some American people because I'm not sure if I believe
0: you. Ask some Americans. Adapted screenplay. Can me by your name on the Bafta, and it was really nice because James Ivory is pretty 89 years old, and he wrote. Oh, those.
1: he'll win for age.
0: I hope so for age.
1: Oh, he will. <laughs> they people who were gonna who are near death. Definitely
0: <laughs> I don't think he's dying. Oh, Steady. No,
1: I don't know. Hold on. He seems very much I alive. Don't know. He's not. I'm not saying he's ill. I'm just saying, sorry, near the ending of his life. Oh God! I, I, in terms his of his latter year you tried, you tried to sort time. it yeah. out, but
2: actually just said the same thing. Yeah, trying to
0: backtrack.
1: No, you know what I mean. Just like <laughs> people who are old oh who aren't going to be with us for much longer. Yeah, Still doing it though. Just give it up. stuff that I'm, they do. I'm just annoyed
0: I mentioned his age. he is up against the giant that is Aaron Sulkin from Molly's Game is up against Mudbound which got a lot of um, people liking it we reviewed on this very programme do you remember we all loved Mudbound I wasn't here for the Mudbound everybody you? else liked yeah, it Jesus Logan, <laughs> Logan people very much liked and the Dastas but I think Call Me, Call Me By Your Name is the favourite
1: and if he does win it won't be because of his age it'll be because he deserves to win does
0: anyone disagree
1: no one disagrees with you
0: it's nice to see Logan in there it's good to see Logan in there isn't it yeah just,
2: just to see a comic book film at the
0: Oscars yeah and it was I mean it was an absolutely stunning superior comic book film wasn't it Yes, I feel. I want to quickly mention the main just because I think it's so funny. The Boss Baby must be one of the worst films ever to be nominated I'm really for a surprised. major well, Academy that, Award. What?
1: What? Why has that been? That's why? What?
0: F- people are stupid. But
1: well, no, people like Alec Baldwin, and you know I love Alec is Baldwin. No, why? you don't oh. like him, but I no, do. No,
0: I like Baldwin. I like Baldwin. You don't it's like a- his podcast. Is Ferdin- uh, no, I do like his podcast. You're confusing me with someone else, you do. No, he
2: doesn't like, uh, boy, he doesn't like the way he says something at the beginning of the oh, show. Oh, you don't like the yeah, way he
0: says policy makers? Not policy makers, yeah, not yeah. the whole show. Okay. Just, just I meet interview words. actors, does, writers, I'm not and going going policy th- makers.
1: He does do policy makers. He does people who do <laughs> zoning in New York and
2: so stuff like that. Do this. Is, is Ferdinand significantly better than The Boss Baby? Uh, not a like little bit.
0: I mean, a little bit. Not much. You're right. Ferdinand's a ludicrous nominee as well. I think Coco, Coco is Coco's the firm favourite. Do you know what a slight like outsider is? It? Loving Vincent. Vincent yeah. Just because it's different. Different. And, and um, no. some much smaller films of one animated feature over the years. So, no,
1: Coco's going to win. Okay,
0: okay. I mean, it is the firm favourite. Coco is amazing. Let's attack the main categories, though. Supporting actress: Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, Alison Janney for Itonia, Leslie Manfield for Phantom Thread, <laughs> Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer for The Shave of Water. Actually, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to m- make the point okay. that these four people have dominated the acting... Five? No, no, no. Sorry. I'm about to say something. These four people that I'm about to name have dominated all the build-up awards to the Oscars in all season, and they are, I will name them now.
1: It's Well, it's not Mary J. Blige, is it?
0: No. <laughs> it's Alison Janney for I, Tonya, supporting actress. It's Sam Rockwell, supporting actor for Three Billboards. It is Frances McDormand, actress for Three Billboards, and it is Gary Oldman, actor for... Darkest Hour, in which he plays Churchill. Right. So my question to you too is: mm-hmm. Do you think there's any chance of an upset in any of those?
2: Yes, supporting actress. Yeah,
1: uh, I do. I think supporting actress is going to be an upset.
2: I haven't seen it myself, but I've heard uh, Laurie
0: nurse. Metcalf.
1: Laurie Metcalf might get it. Yeah, I think because that's. I think I, there's a lot of love for Laurie Metcalf. There is.
0: I think you're right. I think that's the closest. But I think she's brilliant in Lady Bird. We reviewed Lady she Bird. She is me? brilliant. Yeah. And
1: uh, I now I don't want to say it's going to. It's a pity, vote, But I just think she's the kind of person. That probably isn't in a lot of films that are going to be Oscar nominated. I was scared you you were going to say she's
2: coming to the end of her life. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) She's coming to the end of her life. But no. But do you know what I mean? Like this, and I think you. I think the Oscar. I think the Academy sometimes are very good at recognizing when someone's had a long career, but then they've done something that is hugely Oscar worthy, and then I do think they. They are good at rewarding that person at that right time. Do you know what I mean that? It's not the end
0: of her career though.
1: No, but she's had a long career. She's okay. been around for oh, okay. a long time. Now, yeah. when was the last yeah. time she was nominated for an Oscar? No, like no, never.
0: Yeah, never. yeah. So and when John, was,
1: can you see her being in yes, an Oscar nominated film?
0: Yes. No. <laughs> I mean apart from this one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. So this is her chance, is All what right. I'm saying. John, what were you gonna say?
2: I can't remember. No. <laughs> I've, been, I've been lost now. Um yeah. No, I think I think yeah. that's the only one. Yeah. Uh, supporting actor. Yeah. I actually really liked Willie Harrison in three. He's World great Games as yeah, well. I thought he was yeah. brilliant.
1: I just don't think anyone can beat Sam Rockwell. Rockwell's I'm getting Rockwell's
0: won I think he's won everything. I, I mean just, maybe
1: it would be a huge upset if yeah, he didn't win. It would.
0: Yeah. And um
1: But then what about the backlash?
2: I, I, I also I think the
0: backlash affects more the writer and the director in the film rather than the stars. I think everyone knows I well, mean Frost is if No, Frost was dormant no one can deny her gigantically brilliant performance in this film. So the backlash won't affect her, and she will win Best Actress. But it might affect Martin McDonough as the writer of the film and the film itself.
1: That seems unfair.
0: So I think we're all I think we're agreed that it's gonna be Oldman, Darkest Hour, McDormand, Three Billboards, Sam Rockwell. Three billboards, yeah. despite the backlash. And either Laurie Metcalf or Alison Janney. And my only thing about the Alison Janney is. I, don't I, I think, think I, Alison
1: Janney <laughs> should win it. <laughs> yeah. Steady.
0: Well, I think she's brilliant in Itonia, but it is a fairly one note performance. She's sitting there with a fag, with a parrot on her shoulder, being horrible. And there's one key scene in The Diner where she shows that she does love in her own way. She loves Adultra after all. But it's, a, it's, it, it's funny, it's two difficult mothers vying, they're the roles. Um, but I think Laurie Metcalf's version of The Difficult Mother is a more subtle version of it than Alice Jones. Um, I love them both. So I think that Laurie Metcalf does stand a chance of winning. But I
1: really, really now. want her to win.
0: Okay. Finally, let's talk about Best Picture. Okay. And what I'm, what I'm going to say about Best Picture is that for me, so there are one to the, nine nominations, mm-hmm. Call Me By Your Name, mm-hmm. Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, mm-hmm phantom thread the post the shape of water and three billboards outside ebbing missouri for me there are four in contention which is very unusual because usually there's like one or two in contention if you're lucky for me the four in contention are get out ladybird Mm. the shape of water And three billboards.
1: I am going to say I think you've written off the post too soon. Oh no,
0: I've totally written off the post. Post has done a hope in effing. Yeah,
1: but I think lots of people just liked it, and now with the voting system that I I understand, it not
0: enough. Just liked it enough.
1: Okay,
0: I'm afraid. I think I think the post was lucky to get in the the top the top nine. That Stephen's bill film was a lovely. You know, it's a good. It's it's just too solid a film. I don't think it's inspirational enough. Um, Whereas I think those four films have got big fan bases of of film critics and people you know and kind of actors think of the 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 vast the big majority of voters the other things are actors or you know retired actors and Mm -hmm. i think these films have big big performances all of them have big performances but anyway i'm gonna let you two decide which one which one
2: on the night do we get to? Yeah, you get to decide. Oh, yeah. Later on, Lakers. What
0: would you say, John? What's your feeling? I mean, you may disagree that it's down to those four. You so may think of, it's going to be something completely different. So,
2: out of the four that you've, se- you've yeah. selected, I haven't seen Lady Bird yet.
0: About okay. um, now would, in cinemas? Yeah, yeah, so I need to s- yeah. pull my
2: socks up. Yeah. Uh, I would be happy for any of those two. I think that would be. I mean, the, the great, great moral victory of the year would be if get out one.
1: I would not be happy if. Any of those one, I think that I just think I have. I think the post is a good film. I I still I also think. Why have you not said Dunkirk?
0: I just think Dunkirk. It, I feel it's just missed out on on getting enough um, attention in this awards season.
2: Because when it came out, oh it, yeah, Oscars buzz, yeah, buzzed, absolutely, and it seems to fizzle. Yeah,
0: it's with time. a bit. It's it's really it came it, that you know it came out very early in the process. You know, it came out kind of very early summer last year. So although Get Out, funnily enough, did come out even earlier, but for some reason, I feel Get Out has picked up a more of a head of steam than Dunkirk. I love Dunkirk. Dunkirk would be was in my top two films of the I year know. for sure. But I I'd be amazed. I mean, I think it's an outside outsider maybe out of. Maybe it's in the... That's the next one on my list that stands some chance, but I don't think it... I think it's down okay. to those four. Okay, okay. So what would you pick? Would you pick Dunkirk?
1: I probably would. I think yeah. Dunkirk. I think Dunkirk's going to get something. I mean, I don't know. We d- actually did. We talk about. We haven't talked about director, and maybe Christopher Nolan will win for that. But I really, really yeah. hope Greta Gerwig wins. That's what I, re- I really want. Greta Gerwig to win for Lady Bird. I think they have got to give it to Greta Gerwig.
0: Well, so this is interesting. So Greta Gerwig is ve- one of the only like four or five women in history to have been nominated as best. Search. very good point for mentioning director alongside Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out. Paul Thomas Anderson for *Phantom Thread* and Guillermo del Toro, Guillermo. but what I would say is Guillermo won for, has won the Bafta and he's won the vast majority again of the awards in the build-up to the Oscars. And I think he will win.
1: But I think I think she should win because she should win, yeah. not because of oh yeah no, not because of yeah. anything other than that. But. Um, it's a brilliantly directed film. If you as think well. about how, in you, the subtlety of completely, how, and but
0: I, want, I think it's almost—I th- wonder if, if the issue is that subtlety is whether but this is the,
1: my issue with that because actually oh. she's done it without any any tricks or anything like that, and that has got to be rewarded in, I'm in some way. I'm
0: in full agreement that you
1: can have a film that people I totally love agree. without doing any CGI ness.
0: A G R E E. Okay. I agree. But we'll just... all I'd say is, think of yeah, those voters. Gonna <laughs> I think they're going to be sitting there going, oh, hold on a minute. Nolan managed to recreate World War Two. You know, um, Paul Thomas Anderson created this massive, um, incredibly beautiful film. But more importantly, Guillermo del Toro is the, is considered, quite rightly, as this grand artist, this grand visionary of fairy tales. And I think he's going to get it.
2: Is there, there, is there not a little bit of an element as well? Like, for instance, I would say with Sam Rockwell and uh, Gary Oldman, and get, giving Guillermo for di- director, it's almost like we're, s- we're slightly giving this to you because you're great. Full yes. stop. Yes. And Greta actually, Gerwig yes. is at the beginning of I her career. So, yeah. I'm not saying that that... <gasps> no, I'm not no, no, I think, John, I'm talking about what, how the talking, votes are going to be. Yeah, hypothetically in yeah. their brains. So. I'm not saying that's I right or so. wrong.
1: I think Greta Gerwig deserves to win. And if she doesn't win, then I'm going to be furious.
0: But so, I, Okay, fine. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Guillermo Sorry, You're saying Greta, you're saying, we're saying Guillermo. But I think best picture, you see, I think Lady Bird is an outsider for all similar reasons that what you've been saying. But for me personally, I think that, I hate it when people say for me personally, because obviously everything you say is personally. So apologies. Mm. But I think Lady Bird, feel, like, as much as I loved it, it feels slightly not quite of an incredible achievement as Get Out. And I think Get Out is going to win at Best Picture. I, I don't really think that's do, happen. and I think it'll be one of the. And I think if it does, it's going to be you so exciting. I'm going to be you've so been excited it for, months, for weeks because I don't think it's going to win. I think it should.
1: I, I'm not saying it shouldn't. I think it will. But well, let's see. We'll see. We're gonna. We'll. We'll. Um, you know. We'll come back to this once Greta goes won her Oscar and talk about it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Well, I think
0: we've previewed the Oscars, haven't we? we ding. Yeah. Some may be. Some may say. Frankly, too long. I don't know. Leave no that up to the that. people on the ground listening. Finally, what time is it?
1: It's question time. John. It's question time. John. Yeah? What time is it?
2: Question time. Question.
0: What is, read the Oscars, your best at all time? Obviously, you have them all in your head, don't you? All the winners of Best Picture down the years, going back, you know, Gone With The Wind. Um, Did whatever
1: happened to Baby Jane win? And win. No. Not
0: Best it, Picture. It, won Os- it was nominated. She won and, the Oscar, yeah, didn't she? But... Um, Best, what's your very best picture winner, Steph?
1: <laughs> oh, right. Because I don't have the one in the head, but I, was, I tell you why I was very, very happy when Spotlight won. Okay. I was very, very happy because that yep. hadn't won anything all yep. night. Yep. And I, I now see why Spotlight won because it was generally accepted as a, just a bloody, ruddy,
2: brilliant film. And if you yeah. haven't seen it, you should see it.
0: I had a little Google oh, earlier. Oh, good, yeah. Good, good super preparation.
2: So I—I I, the, the, the famous statement that goes around is Hitchcock never won an Oscar. Right. But he is it, is it actually he never won a directing
0: Oscar? Yes. Because yes, I didn't yes.
2: realise until today that Rebecca won Best ah. Film. And oh, did I'm a big it? Oh,
0: well. You're you go. a big fan of Rebecca, aren't you? Oh, I love Rebecca. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to say that. That's a good answer. Well done, Cheers. John. Thanks. I'm going to say... Um, kind of in a similar sense to get out. So the reason, one of the reasons I'm very excited That's to get something. I'm a, I'm a huge uh, horror fan, and um, the science of the lambs, which is my best, di- best picture. Oh my god!
1: Well, that the science of the lambs. To
0: win. You know, at just the late great Jonathan Demme, and it won a, lo- a lot of the big, all the big. In fact, I think it won best actor. I think it won best actress. I think it won best director. He was a massive clean sweep, and it is, and it was one of the rare times that the Academy voters realized this fucking genre film, this horror film. Is also an absolute cast iron classic. And is they this were what you're write,
1: basing your sorry? Is that what you're saying? You're basing your Get Out thing on
0: a little bit. Okay. I think Get Out is a future cast iron classic, and I think What's and so Science story? of the Lambs, one of the greatest horror films of all time. One of the greatest films of all time is my favourite Oscar best picture winner. John, thank you very much for two weeks of gold. No worries. And 45 weeks before that of of other weeks of yeah, just thanks. being producing and, and doing everything. Yeah. It's so it's a goodbye for me.
1: It's a goodbye from me.
0: And it's a goodbye from me.